welcome to the latest Placetech podcast. I'm your host, Paul Unger, editor of Placetech. I'll be talking with Tom Wallace, CEO and founder of Released. This episode is brought to you in association with Released. Released is a market-leading cloud-based commercial property management platform which centralizes portfolio data, automates workflows, and provides live visibility for landlords, property managers, tenants, and accountants. Released manages over 70,000 properties worldwide, including 35,000 commercial leases in the UK. Released has just launched a new product called Credia, a property intelligence platform with valuable real-time insights for real estate professionals that gives easy access to operational data and financial analytics that will enable faster decision-making and more accurate forecasting. By having complete visibility of critical data, users can monitor the performance of portfolios on any device, anywhere, and easily share results and insights with those who matter most. In this episode, I start by asking Tom about the beginnings of Released, and then we delve into current trading and how he's been helping clients during the pandemic. Let's start at the beginning. Tell us a bit about the Released journey and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, it's going back a wee while now, but uh, back in 2012, I was working at my family's business. So there were sort of commercial landlords um, and I was basically looking at um, what they were using for their software to manage their commercial portfolio. Um, and I've always had a strong interest in technology. Um, and I was just really surprised after my first job after university seeing um, the software that was available for the industry. And I was really surprised that that sort of stuff, software was still available and, and actually really widely used. Um, at the time, there was a cloud was quite new. And there's a company called Zero, which was founded out of New Zealand, which has now um, become very successful. Um, particularly in the UK and Australia and New Zealand. Um, and it was actually, uh, the founder actually lived really close to me. And so I got to see their journey um, and sort of see how it transformed the accounting industry. And I just thought that there'd be an opportunity to do that for commercial real estate. And so basically we just started investigating it and didn't find anything that um, we thought did a particularly good job. And so eventually we decided to solve the problem ourselves and started started building the company. Um, so we launched the first version of release launched in 2013. Um, which was great. And we just went out there and started targeting um, commercial landlords and property managers. Um, And specifically for the UK, we we came across the UK in around about 2015. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot of sort of hard early groundwork as we localize the product and really understand the market and the subtle differences. Um, And so we really started to take off and get get momentum in the UK in about 2016, 2017. And it's actually since grown to become our, our biggest market, which is which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You're on quite a, a strong trajectory here. How does growth in the in the UK look right now? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, growth's been fantastic. We've grown over 100%, so doubled every year that we've been there. Um, obviously, through COVID, um, growth has also picked up and been really strong. We've seen COVID has effectively just accelerated a lot of the trends that we were we were seeing anyway. Um, and so we've got to, we've got enough offices in Birmingham and London, team of about 35 up there now and about 350 or just over 350 customers up there um, and that's spread across around about 35,000 leases um, and then annually we process over um, over five billion pounds of rent as well so it's um, yeah, a pretty significant operation up there and, and, and growing really well. Yeah and, and is there any particular profile of the sorts of people that you're working with? 
Yep, absolutely. So we, we sell uh, to let both landlords and to managing agents or property managers. And we, we specialize in commercial. And that's really our, our niche. But of course, being the property market, particularly in the UK, it's really varied. So a lot of our customers will manage all sorts of property, but generally they, they will specialize in commercial. That'll be their main um, source of property that they manage. Uh, and we tend to target the um, the mid to larger market as well. So we don't typically work with the smaller customers, but we work in that sort of mid to large space. So we see our customers manage anywhere from, say, 50 tenants at the low end um, to up to sort of 5,000 at the high end as well. So really big range there. Um, and it's just really cool to to get to meet so many different types of businesses and, and get to work with them and understand them and understand how they do business. And um, this has been a really great journey for us. Yeah, sure. Um, and you said that things have been accelerating during COVID. Um, what can you tell us about trading and how you've performed and sort of new business uh, in the yeah. last six months? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, to be, to be quite honest, I think like everyone, when COVID hits uh, us very quickly and, and, very unexpectedly, you know, obviously we, we had some planning for different scenarios, but I don't, we certainly didn't have the foresight to predict a, a global pandemic. So when it hit, uh, our first reaction was, oh, wow, this is this is pretty huge. And we really didn't know how it was going to affect us, whether it would be positive or negative. Um, and initially we actually saw, you know, sales slow down in the first month or two than, than what we would have expected. And really that was just because the whole world was trying to figure out what was going on. People now who had been at the office were now working from home. People didn't know how, what their income was going to be if their businesses were going to survive. So no one was making you know, decisions at all. So we saw a bit of a slowdown in the first month or two. But what we then saw was once people were got used to working from home and away from the office and actually realized that they're going to need to continue to trade and to operate their businesses and they need to do it away from the office and away from their colleagues, um, we saw a real acceleration. Um, and so we've grown really, really quickly off the back of that. And we've seen, you know, we've got examples now of, you know, customers who are bringing us and, and thanking us and, and being incredibly grateful that they moved on to cloud before this happens. Obviously, they weren't predicting a pandemic as well, but it allowed them to basically go from the office to shifting to work from home pretty seamlessly. Um, and on the other side of that, we've had some new customers who have had to move really quickly because they've realized that the systems that they were using just simply don't stand up and, and won't operate and they can't access their information or they can't access their information securely um, if they're not on location. And in fact, we, um, of course, with, with a lot of staff being furloughed, we've had a lot of directors uh, and managers who are now doing the roles of other people in their team. And it wasn't until they got in there and actually had to perform these roles themselves, they realized just quite how bad their systems were that their teams were having to work with. And they were you know, sort of realizing it would take them four or five days just to send out rent demands um, when it should be something that's just automated by software. So that was a real catalyst for change. Yeah, absolutely. It's very powerful for the changing the mindset, isn't it, of people that were maybe on the fence before or have had a, a demo, but when they feel the, the pain themselves and the, the, the real frustration that yeah. maybe they've been hearing from their teams, but they're, they're feeling it for themselves at their own hands, that's quite a compelling way to win the argument, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And maybe what we think now is that, you know, moving to the cloud over the past four or five years was seen as something that was done to give you a technological advantage, something to move you forward. Whereas now we believe it's it's not that at all. It's basically what you need to do to be able to run a business safely and securely in the cloud. You know, if you're in a position where you don't know if you can be at the office or when you can be at the office, or if you can be with your colleagues or your clients, then you need a system that is can be operated from anywhere, 
Um, and of course, you need to be able to uh, do that with your data incredibly well secured. Um, and so the cloud provides that now. So it's really the only way to run a secure business. Whereas before, like I said, it was more of a, an advantage uh, rather than we think it's more, more table stakes now. Yeah, it, it, it seems uh, strange now that companies aren't on the cloud, but I guess there still are a lot that would have uh, an yeah. old way of working. A lot, yeah. No, it's, it's. It, I mean, I'm still surprised this far. You know, this far in, it's there's a lot, and actually, we're still surprised to this day. There's really big companies, really well-known companies, who still run large parts of their operations on spreadsheets. Um, mm. You know, and so I'm I'm surprised almost every day um, with the level of uh, yeah, just how widespread servers and spreadsheets are, and then the level of sort of inefficiencies that are just sort of accepted, I suppose, because it's what's been done before. Yeah, yeah. And we hear a lot about data these days. Um, I think a lot of it is is just the theory and people talk about it without necessarily um, really understanding it. But you're, you're actually doing real world problem solving for people using data. Can you tell us how you help use data to unlock insight and aid decision making for your customers? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this has been a something I've wanted to do since since release was founded, basically, I knew there was a real play with the data, but obviously there was a lot for us to do um, before we could get to that point. We had to really build up. So we think about release journey in, in sort of three stages. The first was to move all of the workflows and processes, everything moved that from desktop to online and into the cloud. So we obviously spent a, a large number of years doing that and we continue to refine and improve and add new functionality. And then the second way we talked about was, was putting that functionality into mobile so everyone could access it from there various mobile devices. And then the third wave now, now that we've achieved a you know a significant level of scale, so I mentioned there was about thirty five thousand leases in the UK, but you know, over hundred and fifty thousand leases globally as well. Um, you know, we're able to our data is at a level now where there's significant scale. And it's a really rich data set that is across it's not just across your sort of top tier city assets, you know, like skyscrapers, it's actually broadly across you know, the whole United Kingdom and all of our key markets. So we can see really unique insights in real time. And so it's, for me, it's personally, it's very exciting that we can get to this stage because I know that it's still an industry that's really run off of gut feel or instinct or who you know, um, and it creates a lot of inefficiency. So it means that properties aren't run well, um, you know, tenants are paying more than they need to because buildings are being operated at higher costs than they need to. Uh, and so we, we basically created this a new product, which we've called Credia. Um, and we've released that to the market. Um, and again, we've, we've been working on this for you know, 12 months or so, but with COVID coming, the need for it accelerated really quickly. And so actually before we released the product, uh, we almost pivoted slightly and released a whole bunch of free market reports um, out to the wider industry because when COVID hit, we just thought it could be really useful to share the information because no one knew what was happening. Um, it all happened so fast. Um, everyone was sort of asking us, you know, what, what were we seeing? How should they respond to things like tenant rent relief? Um, and so that's why we decided you know, to give that those reports away to the market um, for free because we thought that transparency would be really helpful. And, and, and how were those reports received? Yeah, I mean, really well. So we actually picked up in a lot of mainstream media off the back of that. So and of all major publications being sort of BBC, The Guardian, The Financial Times, obviously all of the different um, place tech, of course, and um, all the different property um, publications as well, which has been great. But our customers and the wider market, but our customers have really appreciated it because 
they're going into these negotiations with tenants and both sides haven't done it before and it relies on a you know a significant amount of trust and transparency so to have a benchmark that you can point to and say look this is what the wider market is doing you've even got a basis for your discussions to start from because before that no one really knew where to start you know they didn't tenants are saying i, I don't want to pay um, anything because i'm not trading and obviously landlords or property managers are saying well we have costs of our own that we have to cover at the same time. And so it was all about how do you figure out how to share that pain? And so you know, we thought our, our, our data could provide some some transparency there. And, and have you seen any powerful examples come through of, of people making uh, critical decisions on the back of those reports and that market data in terms of trying to fuel their own recoveries? Absolutely. And, and for example, we're actually seeing um, we had one of our customers who actually made the decision um, to purchase uh, retail because they were actually looking at it and seeing that actually retail rents um, have continued to actually hold up. We, we just released our latest uh, reports um, for the September quarter and we actually found that retail rents are holding up surprisingly well. So one of our customers told us actually off the back of that, it gave them the confidence to um, to make a purchase on some retail assets, which of course, we're at a trade offer it at, a, at a quite a big discount because other people weren't looking at that data and weren't really aware of how it might perform. And so that was one key part. Obviously, they had their own knowledge as well, but to see that actually these rents were being paid um, was really useful. And also, they were looking at other data um, that we provide. We we released a, a free index as well under so creditindex.com, and that shows not only what rents being paid, but other information, other data points such as how long leases are being signed for and how many leases are being signed uh, in this quarter compared to the same quarter last year. So it's helping to paint a picture of the recovery um, and people can really get an understanding of what's happening in that market. So they'll make decisions based off that as well. Yeah, that's absolutely fascinating. And, and I guess when you look at the three stages of that journey from getting people onto the cloud, then making it mobile, and then onto the market data, that you, you would need a certain volume to be able to paint a picture of the market so it couldn't happen mm. until you've got so many leases on there um it, 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 is that right and will that only get more powerful as as the volume increases with with, with more and more data that's exactly right yeah so like i said it's something that i wanted to do very early on um and you get excited about it and all the opportunity that that could create for our for our customers and for the market um, but then, of course, you get back to the reality of actually, we've just got a lot to build. I mean, when, you, when you're doing commercial property management in the cloud, that's huge. You know, we do a lot around, we automate everything around the accounting, um, the property management, the reporting. There's a huge amount of workflow um, and software that had to be built. And as I said, we, we first started building 2012, launched 2013, but we've been continuing to build with a you know, really big team of software developers um, ever since then. So there's just a lot that needed to be built to get that level of scale. Um, and now, you know, now it's, it's awesome that we can, um, that we can now do this. And, you know, for example, we, the, the data is so limited, real time data is so unavailable traditionally in the market that we're able to do new things where we can say to an owner, you know, we've analyzed the costs of your service charge of this building and you, and you can see that you're paying 10% more for, you know, say security than your peers in this, in, in this region. And you might think that might, that might prompt the, the landlord to look at that and say, well, you know, we haven't gone to market and got a quote for the service for the last five or 10 years or so. And that's why we're paying more. We've just accepted that cost. So by being able to create that transparency, 
we're able to drive down the cost, which of course is going to drive down the cost for tenants, um, the total cost of occupation for them. And I think in this sort of uncertain time across a lot of different property types, you know, retail, office, doing things like being able to drive down the cost of occupancy uh, and be able to show that to tenants is, is very valuable. And, and you talk about real-time data. Can you explain how that works in terms of the mechanics and how old and how people input the, the, the data that others are seeing across uh, the platform? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so traditionally, any sort of data you'd look at in commercial real estate would be collected from surveys. So obviously, as soon as you're running a survey and you're compiling all the information and presenting it out, it's it's going to be out of date. You usually go quite a long way. So released is the system of record. Um, it's what every uh, all of these properties run off. Now, it's important to remember that all of our data is anonymized and aggregated. So that's another important point. We couldn't do this uh, too early on as well because you need a big enough data set um, where individuals couldn't, and individual data points couldn't disrupt the data too much. So we're at a really wide um, and deep data set now that we can use. And of course, because it's a system of record, because it's what's being used to send invoices, to reconcile invoices, um, to make the payments, the transactions, run the service charge. Um, the data is, has to be correct. Um, and obviously it's transacted in real time as well. And so we collect that data, it's anonymized and aggregated, and we present those insights back to our customers who can use it to run their, um, you know, run a better business. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. And, and, and as you see more people across the, the sector adopting uh, not only your technology, but other technologies um, in, in real estate and, and commercial property. But if you imagine in 12 months time or 24 months time, uh, what, what's your outlook for where we'll be and what we'll be seeing then in the market? Well, I think, it, to, be, to be honest, I think it's it's pretty hard to predict. Um, I think a lot depends on, um, on what happens with COVID and recovery. But I think what we can be pretty sure is that there's some uncertain times ahead um, and also, you know, things are going to remain uncertain and fast moving. So we, we believe that COVID's really accelerated trends. It's often sort of quoted that it's accelerated things that were happening over the next um, 10 years and condensed them into one to two years. So trends like retail being under pressure from online, you know, that's obviously compounded significantly. Um, things like working from home or, uh, or, you know, we work type shared space disrupting long office leases. It's also happening. So all of these changes are sort of coming really quickly. And traditionally, commercial property owners have, have done pretty well just by owning the asset and signing a long lease and just sitting on that and not having to do too much. Now, that doesn't really work if the demand shifts and you don't shift your what you're offering as a result. So we think that gives even more of a reason why it's really important to look at the data, understand what's happening in the market, and then make informed strategic decisions um, off the back of that. Um, and yeah, but we just think, so yeah, I, I don't think if that helps give any insight into what's going to happen other than just say that it's, it's, it's fast changing, very fast changing and very uncertain. Yeah, I think all we can do is have the, the right approach to prepare for what might be coming uh, because nobody, nobody does know um, in the same yeah, way as nobody, I, nobody predicted this year. So um, no, what, what would, I mean, what would be... It's a great opportunity though. That's the other thing we always say to our customers is sort of, it creates, you know, for an opportunity for those who, anytime there's major change, it's going to create that opportunity. So for those who, you know, want to put data at the center of their strategy, who want to understand trends that other people aren't seeing, there's going to be great opportunities. You know, you'll be able to pick up assets where previously um, you wouldn't be able to pick them up because people won't won't have the confidence to hold them anymore. So 
um, well, it can be a little scary or intimidating. Yeah, it, it, it could be um, you know, hu- hugely advantageous for those that um, you know want to want to work that way. Yeah, and what's the outlook in terms of your sort of priorities or business plan that you can share uh, for released? Uh, is, is it about building the the, the Credia sort of um, uh, you know product re- release? Uh, are, are there other product developments that you're working on? Yeah, so I mean, in terms of new product developments, we're always continuing to adapt and refine. You know, always looking to get better. Um, Credia is the big, really exciting new play for us. So, so that's what we've been really, you know, working hard on for the last twelve months. And so, it's only just been launched in the past few months. And so, we're really looking to drive engagement of that throughout our customer base in the wider market. Um, but you know, even though we've been in the UK now, as I said, since two thousand fifteen, and build up a really great customer base, and in many ways, we just feel like we're getting started. You know, we're really starting to see strong momentum um, in the market, and you know we, we expect to be there for a very long time. So you know we're just going to continue doing what we're doing and you know, keep improving the product every day, listening to our customer feedback, and um, yeah, just just trying to serve them the best possible way we can. Quite right. And and what would be your advice to people listening that are maybe commercial asset owners, managing agents who are still working the way they've always worked on spreadsheets, offline? that are starting this journey and just working out mm. how to begin, who to speak to, what, you know, how do you do this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it can be a little overwhelming at the start to say, look, well, you know, we're, we're on spreadsheets and servers and we're still on Outlook um, and not knowing where to start. But I think the main thing is you don't have to run all the way to the end and get a perfect modern solution. All you need to do is start to understand and educate yourself on what's going to be right for your business. So it might be simple, something as simple as moving your emails to uh, Microsoft 365 so your team can access that. And I'm sure actually this is a lot of businesses have now been exposed to you know, things like Zoom, for example, which would have given you know, a, lot, a, a totally new way of operating the business. Um, so it's really just about educating, understanding what's in the market and, and just making those decisions on what's going to work for you. And I mean, there's some fantastic products out there in almost every, fantastic cloud products in almost every department now you know we, we're a big uh, partner of zero who have been brilliant we've had a lot of customers we integrate with zero so we've got a lot of our customers will use that and it's just we just understand deeply what how that can transform um the way the way the companies operate so yeah it's just about just just starting somewhere just putting one step forward and once you've made that first step you can then add on to things and because a lot of these cloud products will integrate really well together um, you can take one step at a time and, and buy another product and that will plug in. So, you know, you might start with released, move into zero and then connect those two products up and they'll end up working and transferring and sharing data back and forth as if they were sort of one product. Yeah, yeah. And, and we still, um, those that have been covering prop tech uh, for a few years still maybe feel frustrated that there's uh, the adoption isn't as um, as great as, as, as some would hope. But... I think we have to remember that 12 months ago, there were a, a lot fewer people doing it. And every 12 months, it's it's accelerated, it's broader, it's deeper. There's more people trying more things. And, and the acceleration that we've seen in 2020, uh, which is, is not showing any signs of slowing, um, it means there is more adoption and it is becoming more mainstream and people are open to the conversation. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to have to the adoption and... You need two things, right? You need to have good products that people want to use, but you also have to have a customer that's willing to move. And actually, think in, in 
commercial real estate, a lot of the businesses have been doing you know fairly well and haven't had a big need to change what they were doing um, up until recently. But you know we think this um, this disruption has really given a reason for people to look at their systems and and ask, are they doing it securely? Are they doing it the best way? Are they doing it the most efficient way? Um, and yeah, it's really been a a reason for them to get out there and, and look for what they should be on what they could be on to improve their business. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and it's going to be fascinating to see how that uh, that plays out over the next uh, year and, and more. Um, that's great. Thank you very much for your time today and um, sharing some of the, the, the insight and the, the release story uh, with us. And we look forward to, to covering that in the months and years to come. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Place Tech podcast brought to you in association with Released, a cloud-based commercial property management platform. Go to re-lease.com for more details. Thank you.